2: How you doing? Good morning. You're listening to The Arts House on Cork's 96FM and C103. It's Elmarie Moore at the microphone with you until 10. Connor Talons also here in the home studio.
1: Yeah, what a glorious weekend.
2: <laughs> and between now and 10 like we always say lots of lovely guests for you to meet. I'm so excited to be chatting to Alex Pecku and Jack O'Rourke about live gigs this week for the first time in six months. We'll take a look at some top tips for Cork Craft Month with Maeve Murphy and look ahead to Cork Heritage Open Day with the Heritage Officer for Cork City Council, Nev Toomey.
1: And in more ways than one, baby steps were the words for this week, as we saw the reopening of events in various venues like live performances in the Triscoll and the prospect of more in the future, including art and cinema. Gillian Hennessy keeps us up to date there and our regular guest Michael Waldron keeps us in the picture at the Crawford Art Gallery. Although this week's work of the week is too big even to picture. (laughs) It's the biggest one we've done to date.
2: And the little nod to Baby Steps will make sense in a few minutes. We're going to start off this morning, though, with some great music from Alex Pecku's album In Time. Mm -hmm.
1: The stunning sounds there of Alex Petko on marimba with Michael McHale guesting on piano, taken from Alex's percussion album In Time. Now, we haven't really focused specifically on percussion in a few years on the programme, but we'll always remember the magic when Mel Mercier introduced us to the Gamelin in UCC. And during lockdown, Elmarie and myself had something similar when Alex set up gongs and percussion in his garden and broadcast it on Facebook Live. Now he's playing his first live gig in six months next Friday afternoon in a lunchtime concert in Triscoll. Joining him is his sister, the acclaimed violinist Joanna Petko, in a concert which naturally sold out quickly. Now, violin and percussion isn't often a combination which springs quickly to mind, so Elmery phoned him to chat about the concert, but she had to wait until he'd finished changing a tiny little nappy.
2: Alex, it is lovely to have you as a guest on the programme. And first off, huge congratulations to you and Kelly. You're the proud parents of a beautiful little girl. So are you adjusting well to
3: all of it? Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, at the start, it was, you know, big, big change and stuff like that. But uh, I suppose she's uh, coming up to four weeks now on Tuesday. So it's already time flying flying by. Um, she'd be a month old on Friday then. <laughs> Friday. It's kind of like, you know, certain stages we'll never see again. Like even like her legs are kind of straightening out, so those kind of frog that frog leg stage yeah. like that's gone. You know?
2: There's utterly, utterly fascinating at that age. And like you said, every day nearly is different. But in the lead up throughout all of uh your waiting for this baby to come, we had the whole lockdown experience and the last concert that I saw you play in was in the Everman, Kier Moroni on piano, John O'Brien conducting, Deirdre and the oh, yeah. Sons of Usna, and that was in terms of percussion and piano alone creating an entire orchestral soundscape. It was amazing, wasn't it?
3: Oh, yeah, thanks. Oh, yeah, it was good. It was good fun. All right, and uh, that would be the plan for that one. Would be kind of scored for full orchestra eventually. Do you know what I mean? So it was kind of like reduced between the two of us. So then we'd obviously be playing a lot more than maybe we would in the final version. I think the final version would have a lot of percussion anyway, because that's why John wrote for piano and percussion just for this for this version.
2: It was an amazing, amazing uh, experience, and I mean, like your your part in that, Chikras Almighty, you worked so hard. I mean, like, did you have any sort of collaboration with John for that, or did John know what you needed?
3: Not for that one. He kind of he kind of pretty much just wrote the part and. And that, that was it. But he said like like we've done some stuff before together. That's kind of you know he, he knew so sort of knew what to do. I mean there's a couple of things like you know like let's say certain teams needing to go lower or higher than normal and stuff like that. So we just kind of need a bigger set than you would usually. usually. And you know he kind of used the full range as opposed to the kind of the more classical range. So like let's say earlier music would you use an hour range and modern music can go up to two octaves. He kind of used the full two octaves really, which was cool I suppose.
2: I'm surprised he didn't go for a third. I mean if you're going to push it, why not?
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Always ask the impossible. Uh, that's kind of like the, the motto, I think, in Cork and, and go for it then. And one of the other things that I loved, though, when we were actually in the middle of lockdown was yeah. uh, a couple of gorgeous clips that you had where you oh, took yeah. <laughs> your instruments out into the garden and, and played with nature all around you. It was gorgeous for us to be watching it on Facebook Live. Like That was
3: just a bit of fun, really. I have a load of instruments that I kind of have. Uh, some I kind of made myself, but other ones are kind of, you know, like things that ring on for a while, like resonance kind of gongs and stuff like that. So I've kind of done it before. I know in St. Peter's Church, I set up a similar kind of load of things and played in there. And it's kind of, you know, you can have a relaxing hour. It's not really a concert with, with, with pieces and such like that. It's more of a, I wouldn't say a stationary thing, but kind of um you can, you can relax to it and stuff like that. You know, I suppose a gong bath would be a kind of a one word you can use for some people would use it as kind of a more of a kind of a sound healing kind of thing but I suppose I wouldn't have a background in that so I wouldn't I can't say anything really about that but it's kind of, I suppose, mixed between that and kind of a performance.
2: I have heard of gong baths, but I've never yeah. had one. But the funny yeah. thing is, you know, with all of those gigs cancelled and all this upheaval, it is just such a thrill to be finally talking about live gigs. Joanna, of course, is living in Northern Ireland at the moment, isn't she?
3: Yeah, so she would come down a couple of days before and we we'll practice some stuff together, basically, so we can make sure it's tight ensemble-wise. And then, yeah, Friday then we will play together in probably the first concert in six (laughs)
2: Everybody knows, of course, the kind of musical family and the background and everything. And I will forever till the day I die have grow for your dad Adrian I had him as my violin teacher when I was small as well and I just will never ever ever forget that time and all the experiences he gave us as string players and it wasn't any surprise to see Joanna like excelling as a violin prodigy but for yourself I suppose it's such a departure from the mainstream music in in your own family like did Adrian and Alexandra give you a set of drums when you were small or where did where did the percussion thing come for you in such a string household?
3: Well, the way it kind of came about is, so I I did piano and violin as well. Now, I kept on piano for longer, but the violin, I kind of, I suppose, when I got to about 11 or 12, I kind of realised I wasn't really, probably wasn't as interested and I knew I wasn't as good as Joanna was at at the same age. So I asked to give it up. And they just said, okay, you can give up, that's fine, but you can't just do nothing. You have to replace it with something else. So I had to find something. So you know, at the age of twelve, you know, you just kind of see a load of drums in the back of the orchestra, or you are, you know, playing the bands and stuff like that, and goes, yeah, I'll try that. You know, that's kind of where it started, really. A few years later, then, but when I was in transition year, I went to France for a year, and there I kind of gained a really big interest there because they were doing a lot of crazy stuff that wasn't going on here at the time, anyway. Mm and it kind of opened my eyes to a lot of stuff and it kind of inspired me to practice a bit more. Always the thing yeah, the more practice you do, the Quicker, you get better.
2: (laughs) Yeah, as Uh, with anything. But, you know, it's interesting in terms of percussion now, like for years, Cork was such a string stronghold and, and it still is. But I think it's exciting to see what's happened, particularly in the last 20 years in terms of branching out. And like when you say that when you were in transition year, you saw this kind of crazy stuff happening in France. That was exciting, wasn't it, then to come home and sort of start pushing those boundaries percussion-wise
3: here yourself. Exactly. That's kind of what I wanted to do. And it's kind of um, to, just to start doing some of that stuff here because I, I knew that it was really happening. At the time, you know, it's kind of it's, it's getting there now, though, you know. Stuff like, you know, like, you know, proper pieces for percussion, which I didn't mm. know existed. We were just kind of playing really kind of arrangements of other pieces and kind of studies and stuff. And they're not really proper things that you'd kind of watching a concert do you know what I mean and it was kind of more like, like stuff that was going on here was more kind of stuff preparing for ensemble playing and for orchestra playing and stuff like that as opposed to stand alone percussion thing
2: And like stand alone percussion concerts are just amazing because it isn't until you actually see a standalone percussion concert that you realise how much of a breath there is to the entire set behind once you have literally all the bells and whistles thrown into it. So for this concert on Friday with yourself and Joanna, I know like we're going to be playing some pieces this morning from your album In Time and on some of that Joanna is playing with you and those are the pieces I'm going to choose this morning but for this concert coming up on Friday what what are you putting on the menu at lunchtime?
3: So I suppose we'll be playing like one big thing we're going to play is Piazzolla's. um least to our do tango. So it's three movements from that we're going to play because they adapt really well. They're actually for flute and guitar originally, but they adapt very well to uh, marimba and violin, you know. So we play Fraters by Arvo Part as well. So I've I've kind of done a vibraphone and marimba arrangement with maybe a bit of bass drum thrown in as well. A few more things. We do a few solos each as well. The stuff that we're playing, I think, is... Because I always find there's certain music that works very well in recording and so not that well live. And then mm. other times, that works very well like not that well on a screen. I mean, I think we kind of pick music that kind of actually doesn't work that well on a screen specifically so that people can hear cool music that would that works very well live and experience it that way. Do you know what I mean? Things generally that might have silences in it or a stop-start kind of type of things, they don't really work on a screen. you need kind of music that's kind of constantly going and not, with not much dynamic variation either. you so shows music that's quite dynamic for this.
2: And exciting for the audience who have been in time to book the tickets to come along and see the two of you. We kind of have
3: a few things up our sleeves, you know. It's pretty, well, we didn't do the Piazzola before, so that'd be new for us. Uh-huh. You can probably hear it. You can
2: probably hear someone in the
3: background there
2: <laughs> we can <laughs> oh just adorable listen it's exciting Friday the 14th the first day that we'll be plugging live gigs for 2020 for Triscoll in quite a long time and congratulations on the fact that it sold out so quickly um Sort of yeah, yeah. really, really, really excited for everybody concerned. I know you've chosen the music for this concert to particularly suit those who are attending it in a live capacity. But will it be recorded, Alex?
3: I'm not sure, actually. It might. I, I, that's I'm not, not sure about But that would be a good thing to do talk for the future that you can have kind of live concerts without, you know, there's less people, but you might be able to sell it cheaper, yeah. kind of tickets online for being able to watch it in good quality. Do you know what I mean, I
2: definitely think that sort of blended experience going forward is something that people are going to have to think of. And I hate the fact that words like blended experience and going forward are now part of my lexicon. <laughs> it's a horrendous way to be talking about concerts. But there you are. This is this is the story. Uh, now, listen, I can hear I can hear the most adorable baby gurgles happening in the background. Yeah. So I'm going to say a massive, massive thanks. It's just so lovely to talk to you, Alex, particularly on an occasion like this.
3: Hang on a second. I'm just going to pick up this little one there. I think she wants to be picked up. It's to, we're, we're all getting really good at multitasking now. You know?
2: <laughs> well, yeah. you know, I'd say she has daddy wrapped around her little finger already. She and does. I'd say you're not sorry. She does. <laughs> you're yeah. not sorry. Listen, Alex, congratulations on all fronts. Thank you so much.
3: Thank you. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for the call now.
2: Well, now, that's the sound of little Ella Petcu making her 96 FM radio debut with her dad, Alex, percussionist extraordinaire, ahead of that concert with his sister, Joanna, in Triscoll next Friday. And I really do hope they actually have that recorded because it'll be one for the rest of us to watch online, hopefully in the future. In the meantime, though, here's Alex again with Joanna this time from Alex's album
0: In Time. Selling a little?
1: And now, taking us up to the news at half past eight, here's the title track to the soundtrack of the film The Danish Girl.